Welcome to Mindset for Success, a We Global Studios podcast. We explore the psychological challenges that many successful women entrepreneurs face while building their businesses and how they have overcome them. I'm your host, Dr. Leslie Knutson, and I'm very happy to welcome to today's show, Kim Manna. Welcome, Kim. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Kim is a C-suite level executive and accomplished leader with full corporate operational experience and an outstanding record in global brand management and consumer products. She most recently served as the CEO of Panama Jack, a U.S.-based global consumer brand. Previously, she spent several years serving in various roles as Senior Vice President, Sony Pictures Entertainment in their consumer products and international television divisions, Vice President of Consumer Products, Sabin Entertainment, and Director at Warner Brothers Consumer Products. She serves on the Dean's Advisory Board and at the University of Miami School of Communication. Kim, would you mind starting and sharing with our listeners a little bit about your growing up in Miami? So, yeah, thank you for having me. Um, I grew up in Miami, Florida, which there aren't a lot of natives that actually still live in Miami, Florida. Interestingly (laughs) enough, when I run into people, they're like, wow, you're from there? Yeah. Um, But I grew up in Miami, went to school uh, you know, throughout my elementary and middle and high school, and then ended up going to University of Miami because it was sort of a family tradition. I was third generation and loved the school mm-hmm. and uh, became part of the, you know, obviously I had you know, gone to the business school. And Miami was a great place to grow up. It was really interesting because it's a very entrepreneurial city. It always has been because there's really never been big business in Miami uh, until, you know, well, obviously the cruise ship industry and tourism, but those were really the biggest industries there for quite some time. And, and Miami obviously has changed a lot over the last uh, 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting to be back in Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, could you share a bit about your rich and full career choices with our audience? Sure. So, you know, I was really, I, I started aimlessly, frankly, to be honest with you. <laughs> and I was given an opportunity in licensing. And I remember going to my father so many years ago at this point and saying, Dad, what's licensing? So (laughs) I I won't even date myself here, but um, (laughs) he gave me a full, you know, definition of it and sort of how it worked. And uh, I just kind of dove in and really ended up enjoying and loving the industry because it's so it's just really different and it's very creative and you find different ways to create new products um, that maybe people in brands otherwise wouldn't have thought of. Mm -hmm. So I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. So I initially started at Panama Jack many, many years ago and then had the opportunity to work at Warner Brothers in the International Consumer Products Group, which was really an amazing experience. The, you know, the entertainment business, when you're working on television shows and, and feature films and at the time home video, you got a really good idea of, you know, how they were marketing brands, how they were marketing their TV shows or feature films, and how you could build a product line around it, uh, and mm-hmm. then hopefully maintain that you mm-hmm. know, over many years and create a legacy for a brand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, what about your your career sort of led you to feeling to to really enjoying being um, a leader in your division of you know in building out the sun care and the home division in, in High Point, North Carolina? What kind of mo- moved you to continue to reach upwards? So that was you know when I went to Panama Jack uh, many years later after Warner Brothers and Savant Entertainment and Sony Pictures. And when I got to Panama Jack, I realized that there were a number of product categories that really had not been looked at and developed. Uh, and so we kind of filled in the basics beyond sun care and eyewear and jewelry at the time. And that's, you know, we were missing apparel and headwear or, you know, mm-hmm. better licensees. So I kind of replaced the licensees that were in place. And then over a course of time, there was an opportunity to do bicycles. And so we created this sporting goods uh, mm-hmm. division of the company and the bicycles mm-hmm. really took off. And then the home division, what I loved most about the home division and, and I thought about it and I was thinking about it for a long time is it created a new distribution channel for the brand because the brand had typically been really in, you know, mass market, um, you know, drugstore chains, and then sort of the independent mom and pops along the beaches, and which it still resides in many of those places today. Mm-hmm. But the home category, you know, gave us an opportunity to to take a look at you know case goods furniture, which is basically your bedding, you know, your your bedroom furniture, your dining room mm-hmm. furniture, mm-hmm. and then outdoor furniture, and then upholstered furniture, and then all the home decor items that you would typically have in a home, uh, mm-hmm. and obviously bedding. And so with that, we created a completely new channel of distribution for the brand, which was, you know, moving to independent uh, furniture retailers throughout the country. One of the first partnerships we had in the home category was a license partnership with Rooms to Go, uh, which was very successful. And I think the relationship still exists today. Uh, And then from there, created additional product categories or additional collections that could, you know, we could ultimately distribute through all the different um, retailers, independent retailers that were, you know, furniture focused. And then of course the bed, bath and beyonds and, you know, uh, and then online Wayfarer and Overstock, uh, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Looking back on all of your work accomplishments, um, it seems that your success was also influenced by how much you love to learn new things. Why do you think learning is so important? Well, the world changes every day and business changes every day. And, you know, clearly with technology, it moves sort of at a Mach 5 pace now. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you have to stay really um, educated on, on all the changes uh, and all the opportunities, frankly, that exist. And, and the only way you do that is to learn and listen to leaders within their industries uh, or people that you really respect mm-hmm. or you find as mentors. So I've been challenged, you know, every day I challenge myself, even if it's just, even if it's not in work, it's even in my personal life. What mm-hmm. can I learn today? You know, mm-hmm. who can I hear something from, or what can I observe, where I have the opportunity to to learn something new? Has this been on board for you since you can remember, as a young as a young person, as a young woman? Yeah, I think I've been really fortunate because I've had positions where I've been challenged, really, you know, throughout my career, and so mm-hmm. you had no opportunity to sort of sit and wait you had to learn because things were constantly thrown at you and if you didn't know know what it was you had to figure it out mm-hmm. you you talk about loving to be and to travel to new cultures um do you think this has something to do with your parents being from different cultures and has it helped you in your business 
drive? You know, I think the different culture piece, I mean, my father is of Italian background. My mother is basically predominantly, you know, British, Mm -hmm. Uh, although they grew up here in the United States, my father's first generation. I think it was really more influenced by growing up in Miami because Miami had become such a multicultural city. When I, when I grew up there in the beginning, it was just a, a small town, sort of very American. And then there was, you know, this continual influx of, you know, Cubans that moved from Cuba or Latin Americans that moved into Miami. And then you started seeing Europeans moving into Miami and it became such a dynamic, interesting city. And Mm -hmm. you learned all the different cultures, because even in Latin America, the cultures are uniquely different by country. So it's, I love it. I mean, I think it's amazing. And I love that my kids have had the opportunity to have exposure to that. And you fit in with all of those cultures. I mean, the way that Miami was with all of the different kind of wonderful, different um, groups of people allowed you to be able to fit in with everyone. Absolutely. Uh, I mm-hmm. think what I love most about the Latin culture is they're so warm and open to, mm-hmm. you know, new people and new friends. Mm-hmm. And so it's been, you know, and, and they want you to learn their language and they want to help you. So you don't, you're mm-hmm. not embarrassed trying to learn it to speak Spanish. You know, they, they encourage it. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, did you feel it like you fit in when you started at Warner Brothers in Los Angeles right after college? I think at first I was a little bit overwhelmed and um, understandably coming out from Miami. Yeah, I was definitely overwhelmed. Uh, And by the way, I love Los Angeles and I absolutely love it. It's a second home to me, but um, I think it was overwhelming because there were so many moving parts and so many different people and so many different meetings and so much to learn. So yes, I, I would definitely say I was overwhelmed in the beginning but I, I sort of, as I say this, I got my sea legs pretty quickly mm-hmm. and I'm a quick study. And so I watched behaviors of people. I watched the way business, you know, business was being done. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I learned a lot, a lot at Warner Brothers. And I, I'm really thankful for that experience. And there's that I like to learn piece. Yes, always. That helps you push, pulls you through difficult or challenging or new experiences. Yeah, I, I know when I don't know something. And so... I'm willing to just sit back and listen. It's really important mm-hmm. to listen. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. You shared with me in our pre-interview that it takes a lot for you to be stressed. Could you share with our listeners a little bit about how you are able to take on a lot of stress? Yeah. So I grew up, as you know, in Miami. And so it's a very, very active uh, outdoor environment. And so Mm -hmm. athletics has always been a a big part of my life. It's, you know, almost a daily event for me. So uh, I grew up playing soccer and some tennis and ran a lot. I remember my dad taking me out, you know, one day, I think it was probably 12 years old or 11 years old. And he's like, get up, let's go for a run. I'm like, what? (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. um, So I would tell you that I handle stress by exercising and I make Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. at least, you know, a part of my life five days a week at a minimum of an hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that helps you blow off steam. A lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Much better frame of mind too. Um, you also shared with me in the pre in our period interview that in business, you have a good ability to manage your emotions, which for some people are so difficult, as you know. Um, can you talk a little bit about how you have learned how to do this over the year or, or you maybe didn't learn it, you always had it? 
I think early on, I really, you know, I think I probably felt a little bit anxious and um, maybe that imposter syndrome would set in to a certain mm-hmm. extent. But as time mm-hmm. progressed and I realized that I had, you know, a good amount of experience in whatever it was that I was doing, um, I think I, I just learned to navigate and emotionally disconnect mm-hmm. from the mm-hmm. business piece of my life. And mm-hmm. so it was, it's not always black and white, right? Your decisions you make are sometimes sure. in, a, in a gray area based on input from others, but I did not, you would never see me get really emotional and either get angry or get upset. I would just look at it sort of in an analytical way uh, mm-hmm. and ma- try to make the best decision possible. So yeah, I, I would, and people have said to me, you know, you really, you're different in your personal life than you are in your business life. And I said, mm-hmm. well, you know, my family, I'm, I love my family and it's I love work. It's important to be emotional. Yeah, them. of course. And I'm very <laughs> emotional. I mean, my kids every day are amazing. And so I, I right. love watching what they do. But, but in business, it's business. To me, it's just really mm-hmm. that straightforward. Um, yeah. So you're able to separate. I am. That's great. And that's been true since early, early, early on. Or I think it was it's a probably, learned skill. It was definitely a learned skill. I okay. developed it. I think as I became more confident in mm-hmm. the things that I, you know, have experienced and, and now have, you know, some deep understanding of in business, mm-hmm. I'm much mm-hmm. more confident. And, and so it just, you know, when I'm making a decision, I don't feel like I'm making bad decisions. I think I, I'm making informed decisions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Speaking of informed decisions, you also shared with me that you um, you are able and willing to own your own mistakes with your team. How is it, and for some people, of course, this is very hard to do. How is it that you're able to do that? And why does that make your teams, your experience of running your team easier? I think if somebody doesn't show vulnerability at some point, mm-hmm. you've got to, you know, and, and they're your boss. Mm-hmm. Um, or somebody that frankly you work for and you know you think you're perfect you're just not mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm imperfect I think every person's imperfect we all make decisions as best we can based on the information we have uh, so mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I'm willing to it's funny I was just recently having a discussion with someone and, and they said can you do this survey for me and I said yeah sure so I filled it out <clears throat> and one of the questions was do you make notes of your mistakes. And so I took it literally like, do I write them down? Right. And I said, no, I don't take notes of my mistakes, but clearly in my mind, I have them there. Mm -hmm. And I know the things that maybe weren't the right decisions and and how to make better decisions from those mistakes. And so I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't really write them down, but they're definitely logged in the back of my brain. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Believe it or not, we're at um, the, uh, towards the end of our, our interview, I wanted to ask you a little bit about, would you say that your upbringing helped or um, made it easier or made it harder for you to be successful? Oh, it definitely helped. My dad was How- such an incredible influence. Um, he's probably, you know, one of the hardest workers I've seen. He's created his own business. Um, you know, he came from nothing. And so, yeah, my work ethic comes from my father for sure. And um, let me ask you this, is that where you think your drive comes or drive was something early on in different parts of your life? 
I was always competitive, you know, as an athlete, um, you know, in school. I think it's innate. I think you're born with it. I really do. The the I the, the I am competitive stuff. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And what? Um, how do you manage competition, or do you? Maybe you don't need to. You feel comfortable. Look, I feel challenged when I know I'm in a competitive environment. Uh, sometimes if it's a little overwhelming, I'll sit back, observe, and make sure mm -hmm. that I'm prepared. Mm -hmm. and, and how we'll do proceed. you, and, and being prepared means learning everything you possibly can about what you're doing. Absolutely. And what about in terms of your team? Are you able to role model that for them? Is that something that you've sort of been able to work with them on? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, when somebody's uncomfortable or they don't understand something, I never, ever want them to feel like the door's not open and they can't come speak to me about it. I would never, you know, criticize them or make them feel uncomfortable mm -hmm. uh, because we've all been there. So it's an open door policy. No question is a bad question. Please come talk to me about whatever it is that you may not understand or you need help with. And how do you nurture self-confidence in others? I always want to make sure that they feel that they're a part of a team that they're working for or with. Um, and everybody has their special gifts and talents and, you know, experience. And so what I try to do is make sure that that part of their personality and their skill set shines. And last question, can you um, tell me a little bit about um, mentors in your life, anybody that kind of stands out as somebody who was helpful to you? Probably really from the earliest would be my father, mm -hmm. uh, specifically in business. Um, and beyond that, there were so many people that I observed, but I can't say that there was one that either took me under their wing or you know, I followed them. I think there were just a lot of people that came in and out of, you know, my work life that I had the ability to learn from and then take pieces and parts of what I learned from them and sort of combine it to develop. Mm -hmm. um, Kim, thank you so much for joining me today. If our audience wanted to learn more about you, who, and I'm sorry, how would they find you? They could find me on LinkedIn. Okay, great. Thank you again so much for taking the time to be with me today. Thank you so much. It was great speaking with you. Bye-bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by We Global Studios, the first startup innovation studio and digital DIY startup platform for women entrepreneurs around the world. For more information on our guests, this podcast, and many other female founder programs, please visit weglobalstudios.com. I'm your host, Dr. Leslie Knutson. Please drop me a line at mindsetforsuccess at weglobalstudios.com. See you next week.